Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Thank you, musicians and singers. That was just a really beautiful time. In that last couple of songs, you were just starting to really open up the heavens. You were singing about rending the heavens, but you were beginning to open up the heavens. And uh, there was a sense of the presence of God uh, manifesting. And uh, when God manifests, you never know what he's going to do. He has you in mind. He has the whole world in mind, but he, he manifests his presence wherever people really want him to manifest. And so the key for me is I want the presence of God in me, around me, because he is everywhere. He is everywhere. He is here now. He is not over the other side of the world. He's in this room. He's in your temple. You are the temple of the living God. And if you have any form of relationship with Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit says, that's something that you could look for, that he would manifest his presence in your person, in your family, in your workplace, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and he will do a perfect job. And so we just sort of feel like, okay, we go to church. We don't go to church. We are the church. And if you want to know what the church looks like, it looks like us. looks like you. And so you present yourself. So how do you present yourself? Oh, it doesn't matter, you know, the outward there. It's about the inward man here. And so the inward man knows that God is everywhere. And if you're really singing and really worshipping and really believing for him to manifest his presence, you give him everything you've got. You give your strength. You give your song. You give your praise. Give him worship. And he will draw near to you and do something that we never believed possible. We pray about a lot of things, but God says, I really understand your prayer, but I really love your heart. And if you're really worshiping, I can reach deep in touch. Heal, set free, change your circumstances. You never know. That's why I like the excitement about you know, walking with God, because you just never know <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> I live with it. I live. I love it. And I tell you, you were getting very close to opening the door of heaven. And I thought, no, don't stop yet. Don't stop yet. Yes, no, don't stop. It's it's it, the manifestation of God is increasing, increasing. And that's that's a problem with church today. We all have programs. And we all have time limits. And we, you know, we must do this, we must do that, and we finish here and go on there. And God says, for goodness sake, would you just really worship me? 
and worship me with all of your heart and let your spirit come free and let me be free to minister to you because as long as you're bringing me worship, I'll bring you everything I've got. And we sort of shut him down, you know, by, you know, while we're, you know, we're doing our thing, you know, the musicians are doing their thing and, the, and, the, and the, you know, we're sort of doing our thing. And, and, and God says, I'm on your instrument, I'm in your heart, I'm on your voice, I'm on your lips. And he said, I, I just want to manifest. Uh, you got up here and you started talking about the manifestation and, and you just love the presence. Well, what do we do with the presence? Father, this morning we pray that we might be a people that carry your presence, that we might be a people that are responsible, that we see the kingdom of God manifest and the power of the kingdom manifest and, and you manifest and just bring healing and, and disruption to society as a whole and families and healing. Father, I pray, let this church be a hot spot in Rangiora. Let it be for the North Canterbury region, that God is in the house. God is doing something amazing. God, I pray in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. So you probably didn't know that I was going to talk on maintaining the presence of God this morning. It's the biggest theme, greatest theme in the whole of the Word of God. When you look at the Word of God, you'll find that there's 545 mentions of the presence of God. Now, when something's mentioned that many times in the Word of God, then this is a topic that we really need to come to grips with and really understand that we are here to worship Him and nothing else. And as we worship Him, He just knows what our problems are. He knows what our health is. He knows where the family's at. He knows what the future holds. He knows. And if you're worshiping Him, He says, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless them. And I've got a feeling that your house is going to get blessed. Now, I, I, I don't want to go preaching at you or preaching to you. I just, I just feel in the spirit that you are going to receive the blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Now, when he says make you rich, you better get a hold of that one. That'd be good. So, I, you know, I've been right through Strong's Concordance and had a whole look at this uh, whole subject here, you know, and I think that what he's, God is really saying to the church today is to maintain the necessity of the presence of the Lord both in your life and in the church. And so it's one thing to be spiritual at church, but what do we act like when we're out there? What do we act like when we're at work? How do we treat each other in the family? How do we treat people around about us? Or we ignore them or we criticize them or pull them down. And God said, that's not my church. My church are people that carry my anointing, carry my healing, carrying my truth, carrying what they really need. And so you know, we really need to be challenged and, and really changed and convicted that we need to be carrying his presence. There's a lot of scriptures on the presence and 545, you know, I'm not going get, to get through them this morning. <laughs> but 
But, you know, you can take the principle right from Adam and Eve. And the moment sin ended the world, the Bible says they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Let me, let me say to you, you start criticizing people, you start pulling people down, you start treating your brothers bad, you start, you know, casting aspersions and, and gossiping and stuff like that. You are hiding from the presence of God and God removes his presence from you. And it's not that you won't get it back, but when you repent and when you really say, I'm sorry, then he comes back again. So Adam and Eve, you know, they hid themselves from the presence of God. Then you, you have Cain. It says that he went out from the presence of God after he killed his brother Abel. I mean, you can kill people with your words. You can kill people with your actions. And it means you go out from the presence. I don't know about you, but people have this idea that when we come to church, we want God to manifest or feel his presence. And God says, you can have that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. If you have that mindset, got your heart in the right place, and believe that you've been separated from the world, separated from sin, separated from what you were, and you are becoming, you are becoming a son of God, a daughter of God, to carry the presence of God. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is God. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit's presence. He's, he's waiting for the cry of the heart to flow. And then we see where God says to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Well, that's a great promise right there. And then Moses turns around and says, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't take us up from here for how will the people be able to distinguish us from others? You know what distinguishes you from somebody else? It's the presence of God that you carry. It's not your good looks. It's not your, the way you dress. It's not the way you look. It's not the way. It's, it's you. You carry. You carry something. And you distinguish yourself from others. And others are able to, whether they're in the kingdom or outside of the kingdom, they still feel something and if they feel something about you then you are distinguishing who you are a child of God son of God a daughter of God and then King David says the presence of the Lord is so rich to me and in the Psalms it says cast me not away from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me and then he says, the mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord of all the earth. And it says, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. And Isaiah says, just as the fire sets twigs ablaze and the fire causes the water to boil, to make known your name to the enemies, yes, your enemies before you, so that the nations might quake at your presence. God manifests his presence, and, and Julie and I, you know, we come from Kayapoi down the road there uh, a number of years, 
uh, there, and I'm not going to my, my background. But when I came to Christ, a little time after Julie came to Christ, something transpired in our hearts that we wanted to serve God with all our hearts, all our mind, all our strength. We sold our house. We went through Bible school. We did, and, and while we were living in Little Kaiapoi, one day we turned up to church, which generally was about 30 to 40 people that go and sing their hymns and hear a sermon and have a cup of tea and go home. We turned up, and the whole yard was full of people. And we said, what's on? You know, have we got something special going on? Because we should know. And, and we tried to get inside. The whole auditorium was full. And the supper room out the back was full. And everybody's looking at everybody, and there's so many strangers in there that... Yeah, what, what, what is actually happening here? What happened was God decided at a moment he would draw people to himself. Get this, church. He doesn't draw people to the church. He draws people to himself. And if you are carrying the presence of God, people get drawn to you. People will feel something about you, sense something about you. It's like Moses said, we will be distinguished as to be other people different from the other people. And what happened was we had revival, people getting saved day after day, right through the week. Man, I could meet somebody in the street, talk to them about Jesus, and boom, they're in the kingdom. And it was a revival that went on and on and on in that town there. We had a whole bunch of people come from Rangiora to find out what's happening. People from all over Canterbury coming to see what's happening. The revival was there. The presence of God was in the town. If somebody spoke against God, they got wiped out. They just dropped dead or something happened that was not nice. Right? <laughs> I'm not saying God judged them, but, you know, you can't speak against what God's doing and not get away with it. Now, I'm, I'm believing that, you know, we're coming into the day where God is going to manifest not only his presence, he's going to manifest his glory. And there's only one place he's going to put it, and that's on his church. And that means you. That means me. That means us. And, and if he does and when he does... You will see God's hand doing some amazing work. Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, stood in his presence. The apostle Peter said, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Here's the thing, people. In, in doing a word study, exegeting that, that word there, what that word presence means is the face is toward you or the face is turned away from you in other words if you carry his presence his face is always toward you if you are not walking in the light of truth walking in the light that is revealed to you 
his face is turned away from you. Now, I don't want that. So I'm very careful not to point my finger at somebody. Very careful that I don't use slang language. I don't keep my speech in tune with my heart so that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And God, get a hold of this, God is love. If God is love, God says he is also spirit. He rides on every word you speak. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And everything he spoke created something, created an opportunity, created a way where there was no way. Everything he speaks has got meaning, it's got depth, it's got hope, it's got faith, it's got expectancy. And, and, and God's people should be the most amazing, loving people in the face of the earth. And in Rangura here, you can begin to build an atmosphere of love and expectancy and respect and honor. And, and our young people today need to learn how to respect older people, how to respect the house, how to respect the church, how to respect people, how to love people, accept people. And the change will automatically come because God can bring those words to pass and those actions to pass. And his presence, I love it. If, if I go into a day, the first thing in, in my day is meet with him in my heart, in my spirit. Just love walking with him and talking with him. And sometimes I just don't talk. I'm listening to what I'm feeling and sensing and hoping and dreaming for. And he knows that because his spirit is joined to my spirit. And that's the way he works. And you feel like, I'm not going to struggle about this. I'm not going to try and pressure this. I'm not going to try and prize it open. I'm not going to do anything. I, he, he's got me. He, he knows my heart. He knows. And, and so there's aspects of his presence. And, and there's some major aspects of his presence of the Lord as taught in the scriptures here. And utilizes amazing words like omnipresence and localized presence. You know, his omnipresence, he is everywhere at all times. But whether he manifests locally is over to you. He always responds to those who call upon his name. He always responds to true worship. And he's probably gone, those young people are sort of doing stuff now, you know, so I don't get that stuff. <laughs> no. He, he understands the heart. He understands, he sees the heart, you know. And sometimes older people, you know, we can judge, you know, where the young people are at. But, man, if you go back in your day, you were probably doing something that the older generation would be pointing the finger at you and saying, well, <clears throat> so 
you know, we just got to get used to the fact that, you know, God is everywhere and, and everybody. And, but I tell you what, you've got something here in this uh, little worship team here. Let me, let me make a statement. You carry, you personally carry the presence when you are at that microphone. Don't ever think it's like I'm good at leading or you carry the presence. Just trust him, trust him, trust him. You watch what starts to happen. It's the same with preachers. Yeah. Hey, Mo, you, you know, and they put on, you know, lots of stuff and do their thing, you know, but what was that? <laughs> it's about what you're saying. Everything's about word. And so he talks about omnipresence, and, and these are the qualities that really make him so great. No creature, no created being has these qualities. And then he talks about omniscience. And so God knows all things and all creatures at all times. Then he talks about omnipotent. All power, all authority is his. He's talking about these things. And then he talks about omnipresent. God is everywhere at all present times. God doesn't go anywhere because he can't. He is. <laughs> That, 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 that defies our logical thinking and, and the, what we feel about things. And God just says, yeah, yeah. you wait till you sit around me on the throne, then you'll see some stuff. <laughs> mm. So we can't comprehend it with our finite minds. And, and then Jesus comes along, and he is God in the flesh. And he says this in Matthew 18, 20. He says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am. He is the I am. He is the I am, the great I am. And he says, in my name, when you gather together in my name, there I am. And you don't get any better than that. I, I, I walked in that door today and I felt something. I felt that presence. He was here, and it's called a manifestation of the localized presence. Localized. If you want God in your midst, you need to understand he's everywhere at all times. You're walking into his presence. You worship in his presence, and, and he does the rest, and he does the best because he is the I am. The I am. And there he says, I am in the midst of you, in the middle of you, among you, with you, and I'm of them. That's, that's an amazing statement right there. It's amazing. And then he said, I am with you until the end of the world. I, 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 you know, I've just turned 80, and so I, my end is probably closer than a lot of you here. But... It, that it's like, this is only a body that transports me around. I'm spirit. God created me in his likeness. God is spirit. And so he created me. He fashioned me in my mother's womb. He knew me by name. And when I came forth, he had a purpose for me. 
Only I could never find that purpose as an ordinary man until I came to Christ. And then I thought to myself, I know my purpose now. I've got to bring Christ to the people and to see God do some amazing things. I wish you'd do a whole lot more. I've only raised one from the dead, so I thought, well, if for one, you can raise a few others, you know. But, but the whole thing is this. So when you start to see God manifesting miracles and stuff around about you, it, uh, you, you just go, wow, he is the I am. He is the I am. It's not, it's all about me. I got this ministry. No. <laughs> so God talks about localized presence and... Uh, <laughs> And in the Exodus chapter 14, you know, God appears to Moses in the burning bush and, and, uh, and God calls him to deliver the people of, that are in bondage to the Egyptians to set them free and take them out of Egypt. And God, in his anointing, wants the church to be of that same mindset. We're going to take people out of living the way they are. And bring them into being new people with new hope, new expectancy. And, and so it must be no minutes. <laughs> but you're, I'm going to give you five minutes more. I'll give you five minutes more. Only five minutes more. No. And so, you know, he spoke audibly to Aaron, the high priest, and Moses. And then there was the angel of his presence in Isaiah chapter 63. This is a theophanic form. It says, the scripture reads this way, For he said, surely they are my people, they are my children, that, that they will not lie. So he was their saviour. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them in his love and in his pity. He redeemed them, he bore them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Never do anything, church. Never do anything that grieves the Holy Spirit. If you... I understand the grief that he feels. Do not say anything that grieves the Holy Spirit. Do not do anything that grieves the Holy Spirit. Honor him and honor people, love people, accept people, walk with people, believe in people, because somewhere inside of them, God's purpose can be brought forth and they can walk with dignity, they can walk with greatness, they can walk with wholeness, they can walk with future hope, expectancy, faith, love, all those things. And we've got, to, we've got to believe this, that God is just not only in the Word only, but he's, he's symbolic as well. When you take the anointing oil and you put it on your hand, yeah, you're laying hands on somebody and, and 
And that's another aspect of conveying his presence. What you carry, you, you impart to the people that you lay hands on. And the anointing oil is just not oil. It's a presence. It's the presence. He, he divinely structured that, put it together, touched by the anointing oil to bring healing. Oh, we do it. We just, you know, okay, get the oil. Yeah, praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. And, and we hope something happens. But if we are desperate and we want to convey that to people, then the presence of God takes over. Laying on of hands and imparting the presence of God. And the unusual miracles were seen touched the hem of his garment. Unusual miracles. Paul puts a hanky on somebody. See, if you carry something, if you carry the presence of God, God can use you in very significant ways. You don't have to be in the ministry to do that and be that. You can just be who you are and be a person who carries the sense of the presence of God. And so when you all come to worship and the sound breaks out, the people are lifted in their spirits, in their hearts, in their minds. And a freedom and a liberty comes on them and they can sing their hearts out, fill the atmosphere. God fills the atmosphere. Suddenly somebody who was crippled sitting back there or standing back there in pain, suddenly shouts, I'm healed! Pain's gone! And they walk out whole. It happens. It's happening in different places around the world right now. When the presence falls, people get touched by the power of God. And you are going to be one of those churches. It's entirely over to you. It is so strong. Peter walks past somebody and his shadow falls on them. And they get healed. Wouldn't that be something if you carried the presence to that extent? be so amazing but here's a key for you I distinctly heard the spirit of God say to you this morning your worship is touching heaven heaven is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is with power just don't take the song services just the entry point to having church today you are the church be the church give him all the praise all the worship and you watch what starts to happen Father I pray
for this church this morning. These beautiful people, the sound of heaven was starting to manifest. And Lord, I felt your pleasure. Your pleasure was on the people. And Father, that's what we're desperately crying out for right now. We want to see the move of God again and again and again. And I commend this people to you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.